Welcome to All About Art. My name is Alexandra, and I'm an art historian, curator, and writer. Within this podcast, topics relating to art history, cultural policy, the art sector, as well as a large range of other art-related topics will be covered. Conducting critical discussions, having entertaining exchanges, or just enjoying some relaxing chats? All About Art is where you'll find it all. Join me in exploring and developing cultural discourse. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All About Art. Today, I'm lucky enough to be sitting down with illustrator, painter, designer, writer, just a jack-of-all-trades, Lisa Schrofner. Lisa actually designed the cover art of this podcast, and so I am really, really delighted to welcome her as my very first guest. We are sitting down. I have a couple of questions ready for her, and we're just going to have a nice, comfortable chat, and I'm really looking forward to everyone getting to know a little bit more about her. She's incredibly talented, incredibly wonderful, and a real joy to be around. And I'm really, really happy to have had the chance to interview her. So um, let's get started, and I hope you enjoy. So let's dive right in with the first question, which is quite a broad one, but I want you to tell me and the listeners a little bit about your profession, just as an umbrella situation. Yes, of course. Um, To keep it... Quite short. Uh, I have been working officially as an illustrator for almost two years now, uh, officially as in registered as a business. Um, but I've been drawing commissioned pieces and selling prints and self-made assets. Um, oh my god! Accessoires. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> accessories. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> She's multicultural. <laughs> um, <laughs> for about three years now. (laughs) Oh my God, I literally had like a French word in my brain. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but that's basically what I do. Um, I do a lot of things, but that's what I do mostly. Right, and so because you do a lot of things, I just wanna know, well, I I kind of know, but um, if you could tell us what styles or more, what mediums you really gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I mostly do digital illustrations. Uh, I work with an iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil, and I use the program Procreate, which is a game changer. It was amazing. Can I actually ask, I'm sorry, because I don't know, oh, and maybe people who are listening also don't know, but mm-hmm. is, does Procreate cost, like, does it cost to download and to have? Is it an app that, like, like for example, Adobe Pro and stuff like that? Uh, to be honest, and I keep uh, hearing the question, and I honestly don't remember. I do think I did pay like a one-time fee of like okay. ten or fifteen euros, okay. um, but I honestly don't remember. Cool. But if if I had to pay something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if I had to pay something, it was not a lot. Adobe would be very expensive, but yeah, <laughs> cool. Exactly. <You're> like, sorry. <laughs> No, don't be. And um, yeah, so digital illustrations. So be it portraits, um, cover artwork for musicians, um, branding. So I also do graphic design every once in a while. Um, And um, yeah, style wise, I like to compare my style to comics or even pop art um, due to the fact that the majority um, of my personal work is self-portraits. And even clients' commissions are also 
usually um, people's um, portraits. Um, but I've been playing around with animations for quite a while now and uh, even made a music video and some promo animations. And I'm always amazed <laughs> and super grateful when somebody put their trust in me with this work. So yeah, that's what I do mostly. Yeah, I loved seeing um, your process on your Instagram because you posted mm -hmm. a reel that showed the process of what you did when it came to animating a, a piece of work. And yes. I was just thinking, oh my goodness, there's just so much detail that goes into it. And the result is phenomenal. I mean, it just looked great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like so much fun and especially collaborating with um, other creatives is such a fulfilling thing for me. Um, I enjoy it every single time. It's really amazing. <laughs> so when did you know that you wanted to do this, to, to be an artist, basically? Was there any defining moment? Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> yes, that's like one of my favorite stories to tell when it comes to my journey as an artist, you know? Um, and it's, it's in my kindergarten book. Um, and on the first page, there's this picture of tiny little Lisa <laughs> uh, with some facts about me, like what I like to do and what kind of music and so on. Um, and yeah, including my favorite occupations, which are drawing and painting. <laughs> what a surprise. And um, in the box dream job, it literally said Künstlerin, which is German for artist. So, yeah, I already knew from a very young age on how I want to spend my days uh, when I'm older with creating, obviously. Um, but it took me like another two decades to, yeah, actually take that final step and taking that risk. <laughs> um, but I think the defining moment uh, was when I got to meet um, my now friend and sort of mentor, Jesse. Um, I met her at a concert in 2017, and it was a pretty troubling time um, for me. And now, retrospectively, um, that encounter was meant to happen. It was literally meant to happen because I was struggling. I didn't know what I want to do with my life. Um, it was a very low point. And meeting her opened my eyes. It was like giving me that final push. And um, the reason why she gave me the final push um, is because she was the first person that I met um, that introduced herself as an artist. I had never heard that before, um, especially because I didn't um, grow up in that kind of environment. So I was, my mind was blown. I was like, what? <laughs> she does, she says that so confidently, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm Jesse, I'm an artist. And I was like, oh, Okay. Yeah, and we come from yeah. Salzburg, Austria, where if you're not a banker or a lawyer, you are nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, you get it. And um, yeah. So, oh, and also a very important point. She told me about this book by Julia Cameron. Uh, it's called The Artist's Way. And this completely changed my life. And I know that um, is the case for most people who read it. It's, um, it's amazing. I, it's like a six week um, course to tune into your inner creator and your inner child. <laughs> and um, yeah, definitely that's what, what started to put me on the right path. What is it? Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. oh, yes, I, I will. Yeah, I will give you all the information. 
Sound, oh, that was of good. Course. Yeah. Um, I guess you kind of then with that have answered my next question, which is, has there been anyone who has influenced you throughout your life? Um, but is there anyone else, either people you personally know or other role models who have influenced you? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, Jesse is probably one of many. Um, and I would say throughout my life, um, it has always been people that live their life um, authentically. Um, especially women, especially women. Shout out to all the women that gave me the kick in the butt, <laughs> um, who pushed through the norms and continue their journey without giving a damn what people might think. You know, I think you feel me on that. Yes. Oh God. Um, <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I guess that's inspiring for for most people. And um, yeah, art wise. Definitely a classic role model, Frida Kahlo, um, of course, um, because to me personally, there is nothing more beautiful and powerful um, than acknowledging your own pain and making it into something um, relatable. That's for me, the true power of art, you know, not not um, stealing other people's ideas or looking out for, oh, what's trendy right now? It's literally yeah. looking. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started with that one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. puts me to rage mode. No, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. The most powerful thing is to like look and tune into yourself and then put it out there. You know, it has a lot to do with vulnerability. Yeah. And that's what so that's what makes art so scary, but also beautiful. It does. Yeah. I feel like when because I don't I don't practice art myself, but when I've done like for certain things, um, like when I was involved with a couple of projects in the past, I've taken mm -hmm. part in a couple of like life drawing classes or yes. trying to trying to draw abstract art and things like that. And yeah, and it is it's a very exhausting, emotional, vulnerable experience. Yes, sometimes. absolutely. So like your soul into it. Like when I was, when I was drawing these, these life drawings in this class, I was sitting there and I just, by the end, I was like, I am exhausted. Like, yes, totally. and so it is, it's, it's, I think that everyone who works in the arts, if they're an artist or not, they should at least try to do a little bit of art just to get the feeling of creating, just to understand it a little bit more and understand themselves. Absolutely agree. Oh, totally. Definitely. <laughs> um so my next question if I may ask this um have there been things that you've struggled with throughout your career and if so how have you overcome them um yeah first of all of course I'm an open book you can ask me anything um and uh, yeah I would say my biggest struggle was or still is sometimes actually to be honest <laughs> um, that I had zero connections or networks in the creative field when I had started um, but I also have to admit my biggest struggle has been insecurities and you know you and I have been talking about this forever <laughs> yeah. over and over again yeah. um and um, yeah, it basically applies to everything. But um, also, if you don't stand behind your work, why should anyone else, you know? So you have to, you know, there's a saying, believe in yourself. And it's basically the key. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, to this day, every once in a while, I feel like my work is not worthy enough to be put out there. You know, all these 
classic, classic. Stupid um, stuff. <laughs> Yeah. It's so like, silly. why do we feel this way? Why? Right? It's, ah, oh, that's also super exhausting because I'm like, when I get out of this, like, mind fog, I'm like, what, what were you thinking? Come on, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Es- and especially because nobody ever said anything negative about my work, at least not to my face. Um, <laughs> and not that it matters, you know? <laughs> but it's just the thing, it's all in my head. And, um, I always notice when I confidently put out some new work, um, more opportunities line up. And, you know, all this energy talk that you read about on the internet, I got to say it's true, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I um, I was talking to my my mom about this the other day, and she's always mm-hmm. so funny because she she thinks a lot like that. And she's like, oh, Alexandra, I know that you don't like all this voodoo mushu stuff. And I was like, oh, that's not, that's not true. Like, just because, you know, we discuss a lot of things and I sometimes take a very rational approach to stuff. But then I said to her, I said, look, um, the way that I see it as well is like, is that whole psychological phenomenon of when, let's say you are thinking about buying a yellow car and then all of a sudden you're on the road and all you can see are yellow cars right not because there are more yellow cars you know and if you're looking out for pitfalls and dangers and insecurities and stuff that's what you're gonna find but if you're looking out for these opportunities and you're looking out for these connections and qualities you know you you see them and and they're they're there they are there um but yeah absolutely that just reminded me of that conversation and if my mom listens to this uh she'll be happy that I mentioned it and (laughs) you're right mom (laughs) yeah definitely um I agree 100% and that's the thing because it keeps proving itself over and over again to me and um it's just so funny because when I'm like kind of low point in my life and nothing really works out yeah and I thankfully um can pull myself out of that and start believing in my work again that's like I said opportunities come up I'm like oh my gosh I'm so sorry Lisa, we got this, you know, yeah. <laughs> we've been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and on to one question that I'm actually, I've been thinking about this a lot in, in the sense of like gatekeeping within the arts and all this. Um, and I think it ties into that. So do you have a formal, I mean, I know the answer, but do you have a formal <laughs> education in the arts, in, in fine arts? Um, and if you have or haven't, how do you feel that this has affected you, your career, and your art practice? Um, this is a very important question, um, I believe. And um, yeah, as you know, I did not have formal education, uh, which sometimes is part of my insecurities um, when it comes to my to my practice. Yeah. And I'm I'm completely self-taught, which I now fully embrace. Mm-hmm. Um, which means some techniques or approaches might take me longer than others, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not saying art schools or academies or whatever institutions are useless because having access to materials and guidance and being allowed to play and figure out your own style, if teachers let you, but that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's pretty amazing. And that's what it's supposed to be. You know, like art is, a journey creating is a journey and um, the more resources and access you have the better in my opinion um, but yeah due to capitalism mm-hmm. we have a certain view of what art is supposed to be 
what it's supposed to look like and how it's supposed to be made and how you gain a certain value. Um, and for me personally, that's not what art is about. Um, not to sound super romantic and dramatic, <laughs> um, because I'm surely sucked into that mindset of, okay, how can I monetize this piece? But yeah, that's, that's how I pay my bills. You yeah. know, you, I, you kind of have to adapt to that system yeah. you really live in. And um, yeah, luckily I know now when I have to take a step back and create just for the sake of it, you know, because um, it is like therapy to me um if you take the pressure away of course um and not having a degree still can have an effect when it comes to applying for grants or jobs um because oftentimes it's a requirement which i totally understand um but it doesn't take away from the fact that my that my art uh has a certain value and worth and i know that now (laughs) thank goodness Um, And yeah, luckily over the years, my portfolio grew thanks to people believing in me and trusting me with with working on their ideas, including you, (laughs) which um, you are definitely one of the people that have been believing in me from the very beginning on, um, (laughs) which I'm forever grateful for. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Who who doesn't know and who's listening? I have um, I actually got my first work from Lisa from a friend of mine. He got it for uh, my birthday. I think it was in two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and back when I was an intern at a gallery, and in my first, just finished my first year at Hidden History of Art at UCL, <laughs> and and um, it's just kind of really developed. And I mean, even before that, we were always in in touch about things and and chatting about right. stuff and and yeah. Oh, and oh, in in London, when you what yeah. was it? Your work was accepted in what what was the event? It, yeah, it was a group exhibition um, for International Women's Day. And um, yeah, that, that's the thing, you know, thanks to people like you, and you've been witnessing my progress and the process. Um, you know, all these amazing opportunities keep lining up. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting because it was such an amazing day. For me, also the fact that you could come, yeah. you as a person that has been supporting me since forever. You know, that was that was really beautiful. <laughs> Get emotional. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It was so much fun. And then we ended up, there were, there was an, an open bar and we ended up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, that was, that was so great. Oh, I mean, but yeah, two, two girls kind of coming from, I mean, I don't come from Salzburg, but like kind of living my teenage years in Salzburg and, and then kind right. of branching out and then us both meeting in London in this. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I love that. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's the thing. Um, from the very beginning on, I relied on people and community and yeah. not on institutions, which is now kind of feels like a blessing to me in a way. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you could tell your 15 year old self anything, what would it be? That's such a loaded question, isn't it? Oof, yeah. I was going to say, oof, I, I would like to hurt a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, honey, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a drink. <laughs> we need to chat. <laughs> exactly. You got, you got a couple hours? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, to keep it short, uh, I think most of all, I would tell 
my younger self, you are amazing and the way you are and you are deserving. And all the things that seem to bother you right now won't matter in a few years or even months, you know, and be it about your appearance, opinions that people might have about you and so on. Um, you don't have to pretend to like certain things just to fit in. Yes. You know, that's like stuff that's killing the soul. And I keep having flashbacks, you know, over the past couple of years, I've been reflecting a lot. Um, and yeah, I definitely, definitely recognize some patterns where I'm like, oh my God, I was not myself. I was really, yeah, really <laughs> putting on a mask. Yes. You know? Yes, definitely. And um right and like all these realizations that I've had over the past I don't know, a couple of years um I also tell my niece she's 12 years old now and we're each other's biggest fans and she's already way smarter than I was at her age <laughs> oh good for her um and um yeah I think it's important as a as a woman as a young woman growing up um trying to share the wisdom that we didn't necessarily have yeah. at a younger age yeah thanks to the patriarchy yeah, <laughs> yeah right oh it is like <clears throat> it, it's i think that i i would tell my 15 year old self like the same thing it's like okay this yeah. trying to fit into these into these boxes that you don't fit into like you're not being authentic mm-hmm. yourself and yes trying exactly. through oh yeah definitely Exactly. And that's what I mean. That's why I feel like uh, what we talked about earlier, I feel like the people that inspired me the most are people living their authentic lives, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's why it's so interesting that we, that we are so conditioned and like so hard for us to do that. And that's why we are so enchanted by people who actually managed to do it. Yeah. You know? Actually, it's quite funny that I think about it. In art history, we always think about like, okay, the authenticity of a work of art. Is it really done by this person? And what makes it authentic and blah, blah, blah. But the subject of authenticity and of the fear of authenticity and really putting yourself out there in the arts, that's a Mm. whole nother subject in itself as well that has to do with like embodiment of your personality and who you are. Absolutely, yeah. Finding out who that even is that is the whole journey that's why yeah. it's such a fascinating <laughs> i keep saying journey but it is a journey you know and for everyone in, involved like even people enjoying your art you know who might relate to the to the subject that you've been working on yeah oh, so I feel, like, love art. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna end this interview and like everyone's gonna want to go and become artists because <laughs> saying, we're gonna like inspire hopefully maybe inspire like a whole bunch of people to go i hope so yes <laughs> this, this is my purpose honey <laughs> yes <laughs> um speaking of creating what is your like routine or your process when you're creating do you even have one yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Beautiful question. Um, and I would say <laughs> that changes a lot. Um, I think one thing about me is that I rarely have a plan or concept when I create, <laughs> which also um, applies to the way I live. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a very organized, chaotic person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I usually just jump right into it, whatever I start working on. Um, but that's also something that I'm trying to 
navigate through, especially because I am getting more and more into applying for um, artist grants, which is a very scary department, (laughs) especially as someone that has zero experience in any kind of matter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's this artist cliche of procrastination and pushing everything to the last minute. And I surely still do that sometimes. <laughs> oh, <don't> we all. <laughs> right? Thank I you. Five yes. projects like that I really need to get done. <laughs> oh my God. So relatable. But see, that's the beauty in relating to other people's stuff. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And um, so yeah, um, but that's the thing I always manage to finish in time and I fully accept that now that I need certain pressure you know so instead of thinking all week ugh, I need to I need to be should be working on this um and then end up doing nothing at all (laughs) you know um now I say to myself okay you know what you know how long it's gonna take you approximately um focus on something else and then get started yeah. Um, I know myself best if I actually listen to myself and I just got to trust myself. You know, it's such a roller coaster. Oh, just talking about it <laughs> makes me want to laugh. <laughs> well, I oh, think about so many levels, like the, just the, I have to tell myself like, okay, you're feeling this anxiety or you have so much to do. And then some days, I don't know if, if this is kind of what you're talking about, this feeling of like some days, I don't feel the pressure. I feel like I, I kind of just want to chill. I kind of just want to do other things, but I know logically I have so much to do, mm. but then sometimes I just need to think to myself like, okay, but trust yourself, trust the fact that right now you're not, yes. doing it. you maybe you exactly a break. Maybe you can exactly get back yes. on it later. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And also allowing yourself to have a break. Because if you, I totally noticed, I totally noticed that if I force myself to work on something and like start with a sketch, yeah, it's, it's, I hate it. I don't even want to look at it. And then I feel like I don't want to even want to do this project anymore, blah, 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 you know, this whole dramatic (laughs) mind fog. And that's (laughs) why I say, I allow myself to take a break from that specific project and then get started when I actually feel like doing it, because then the most amazing results come in yeah. not to pat myself on the shoulder but you know no no you, to everyone. Pat, yourself, pat yourself on the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think that that's I I just it totally resonates it probably resonates with like everyone everyone's probably just definitely. like yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely um so when you like you're applying for grants and you've kind of been going through this process professionally And so what has been the most exciting or the most fun project that you've worked on thus far and why? Oof, um, every single one. Um, (laughs) Can I name two? Go for it. Okay, okay, okay. I think number one, I would say, is this children's book um, that is going to be published very soon. it's called Charlie's Best Work Yet. And um, I can't say too much about it now because mm-hmm. it's going to be published very soon. But um, stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> and um, yeah, in this project, I've had the honor of collaborating with Ironic. I'm going to send you the, the name later on. Um, a multi-talented. 
Yes, exactly. And um, yeah, Ironic is a multi-talented, out-of-this-world being um, from based in Los Angeles. Um, and they hit me up a few years ago. And I think, yeah, we found each other on Instagram. <laughs> Just, yeah. Casually, as you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instagram that. is like one of the best places to connect. <laughs> like, oh. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely helped a lot. And um, yeah, they they hit me up and we've been working together for a couple of years now. And in late, I think it was, yeah, 2018, they sent me a script for this book and said, I want you to illustrate the story. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because late 2018, I just started putting my stuff out there. You know, I was still, yeah. I was still super shy, <laughs> shy little art baby. <laughs> And um, yeah, and I already cried like five times while reading the script, um, while reading it. And um, the storyline is just so very close to my heart. And um, it was a complete no-brainer. Like with every sentence, um, it already put an image into my head. And I was like, yeah, I need to do this. This is meant to be. And um, so, yeah, how could I say no? Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I'm just so very excited for it um, to be published and that it's finally happening because like I said, late 2018, we have early 2021 now. So it's been a while, but it's also because um, they tried to publish it by themselves. So yeah, there's a lot of work behind that. And um, yeah, project number two is, um, oh yeah, that's the animated music video I made last summer. Yeah. It's uh, for Siren, a group of three incredibly talented women, also based in Los Angeles. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's we a need to chat later about LA because there's something that's coming up with me as well that I can't say on the, on the <gasps> oh my god, that has to do with I, LA. So we need to talk later. <laughs> I need to hear everything because yeah. I'm I'm, I'm burning for LA. <laughs> I know people say LA is like full of pretentious people, but I keep meeting the right people good to so, know yeah we yeah we gotta continue we gotta continue yeah <laughs> and um so yeah these amazing women hit me up again on instagram mm -hmm. and um yeah they wanted me to make an animation for one of their songs and um it was so much work because i've never made such a long animation yeah and my old ass laptop was giving me such a hard time <laughs> oh. uh, but i'm so happy with how it turned out and um yeah, I just love to collaborate with um, with other inspiring creatives and other people, and I'm so grateful for these opportunities. It's yeah. it's definitely uplifting and makes me wanna keep going. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, I know that that your practice is very involved with with digital technology and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we've also mentioned Instagram a couple of times and social media and how these opportunities have popped up through that. So how do you think that the internet has affected what you do? That is a great question because like I said, um, I have no formal education. So the internet is definitely what helped me make my passion into a profession. Um, my network grew thanks to people online that happened to like my art that randomly came across my, my accounts. And I also believe that the internet can be an opportunity for almost everyone you know, to have a platform and showcase whatever their crafts might be. And um, which is beautiful, in my opinion. You know, there's like, it's giving access to people. 
which is really beautiful. Um, there's never too many artists or too much art, you know? And uh, for me personally, it is such a fascinating thought that I will never be able to see every single artwork or listen to every single song that has been made in the last, I don't know, let's say 15 years or even the past year, you know, because a lot of people started to try things during the lockdown. Yes, definitely. Um, this is a lockdown creation, this whole Yes, podcast. see, exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. That's amazing. <laughs> so that's the thing. Not only can people build their own like platform, it also gives access to people to find whatever kind of topic or um, field they're interested in. That's amazing. You know, that's such a beautiful thing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Humans have always and will forever create. You know, that's that's also a fact. But and now comes the big but I also have to say that the way social media can affect people on yeah, so many levels. Also because we are the first generations to be globally connected in real life time, which mm. is still kind of scary in a way. Mm. Uh, and we still need to learn how to deal with this, you know, constantly being um, accessible or in reach and so on. Or maybe we should unlearn <laughs> and take a break every once in a while. You know, I, I'm pretty sure everyone can relate to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's what makes me question this whole journey every once in a while. Because I'm, no, I'm not sure if I could continue my work without the internet. I do have great networks and connections in real life now, um, which I'm very grateful for. But most of my incomes still is from people that commission me through Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a certain dependency and yeah, it definitely has two sides to it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And like, we're back at this topic of authenticity because I've mm. experienced this like, this rabbit hole of getting in touch or not getting in touch, but just kind of listening to or or being inspired by people who mm. have a lot of Instagram followers and things like that. And sometimes it's just like, hey, wait a minute, like pull your head out of the app for a second and look around. Yes. You can get really, really caught up in in absolutely and numbers and all this crap. And it's just like it's just absolutely I appreciate everyone who like inspires me or who is inspired by me and who has this like you know this genuine connection to what I do because all I do is I kind of just post about my career and, and what I do every mm -hmm. day but mm -hmm. it is this like this this process of trying to stay authentic in that as well yes it's so easy to just to, to get caught up in it way too much that's not good for you and then you never shut off and you're always refreshing the app and you're always and it's like whew. Yeah. yeah I totally get that and especially yeah I told oh my god I totally feel that because when it comes to my accounts I there were so many times that I was thinking oh maybe I should separate my private content to my art content yeah. you know make a separate account um which you did but, kind of do didn't you like you I did and it. then you renamed yes. it but you still your personality and everything still stayed didn't it and that's the thing and that's also like a big thing where I have to admit um and what I'm gonna say now doesn't mean that I don't think my art is good or whatever um judgment um but I feel like most people dig my art so much is because they they feel like they have a personal 
um, connection with me because I do share a lot of personal stuff as well. Um, And that's, that's just my opinion. That's my part of, and I hope (laughs) um, of me being authentic because I don't, I don't really have to hide anything. And um, my art usually is part of myself. And when people can relate to that, that's beautiful. And that's how certain connections being made. So, but it's also definitely a very difficult part to sometimes check in with yourself. Also, like you said, be like, hold up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Don't get sucked into this too much. And also people might sometimes think like, oh, um, this person shares their whole life. Um, No, I know everything about them. Yes. Which is definitely not the case. (laughs) That's really scary. Yeah got an email during the podcast great <laughs> yeah, busy yeah booked and busy um oh, oh, definitely but it's but I what I wanted to say is um I definitely think that yes you do post a lot of things like of your personality of your opinion about you and I think you know I think that I do the same to a certain extent and that doesn't that doesn't warrant anyone thinking that they know everything about you Mm. but I do have to say that your artworks also speak for themselves in the way that you do you do visually embody what you believe in and what you think within Mm. your works and so it's definitely reflected within your artistic practice so you don't have to worry that it's just because of your (laughs) hilarious stories (laughs) (laughs) thank you for saying that (laughs) I needed to hear that. Oh, <laughs> oh this is just, oh. all right. Okay, wait. On to the next question. Before we yes. Get period. Uh, yes. How has your practice changed over the years, and is there anything that you would have done differently? Uh, if I could change anything, it would probably be my focus. It shifted way too many times on you know, interpersonal things with people that aren't in my life anymore, you know. Um, But I guess it's also part of this journey called life, right? Here we go again. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, maybe I take that back. Actually, I don't think I would change anything because, yeah, my personal lessons are part of my creative journey as well. It's just so, it's just, yeah, goes hand in hand. So I think... I think I wouldn't change anything. Everything is what it's supposed to be like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you're happy with where, and I I totally feel that because I went through, like in my teenage years, I went through like a lot Mm. of ups and downs and (laughs) easily say that I want to change some things or some experiences, but I am incredibly happy with the person I am now. And I think that if I would risk, like if I would change something, that would also mean risking changing the person that I am today. And absolutely I agree. That's what, that's what we don't want to change. That's something that we're like, okay, but it is a part of our lives. Like these struggles and these things and these mistakes, they're a part of who we mm-hmm. are. So exactly. Exactly. And like every single, yeah, like you said, mistake or, or um, allegedly wrong step, whatever, yeah. um, literally brought me where I am today. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm so grateful. Like I'm, I'm really happy. And even now, every once in a while, even recently, you know, feeling like shit. Can I say shit? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> We've also said um, that earlier, so I think we're fine. Right? <laughs> too late anyways. Nope. <laughs> no rules here. Um, yeah, like even feeling like shit recently, you know, this is this trip, this roller coaster never ends. Um, I feel like the most important part is learning how to deal with it. Yeah. You know, because you, you can never prevent um, shit from happening. <laughs> it's yeah. just about how you deal with it. And that's definitely something that I keep navigating through. And it's such a tough ride, but um, yeah, I'm willing to do the work. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> my, Absolutely. Um, another parental anecdote. My dad used to always yes. say, you know, this is a typical American thing, but like, don't cry over spilled milk you know <laughs> clean it up and, and it, it's how you it's how you deal with the fact that you spilled the milk and I think that that's exactly. um, it's a good little weird way of looking at things <laughs> definitely but that's the thing like all these you know like cliche like sayings and stuff they have so much truth in them and it's yeah. just a, the moment you realize that they are true you're like oh damn yeah, I get right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it. <laughs> Speaking of like changes and making decisions and stuff like that, um, I see that you recently, semi-recently changed mm -hmm. your prices. Um, yes. And I understand that it's sometimes a really hard thing, especially for women and especially in the cultural and creative industries to Absolutely. acknowledge our worth. I think that I mm -hmm. recently went through that too. I uh started actually charging for my work which i didn't do before for a lot of oh my god see that makes me want to slap you in the face but it's i know so i know continue um my friend who is uh the gallery manager of a gallery here in salzburg um mm -hmm. she told me she was like alex why are you not doing this because i was going to do something for her for free and she was like no i'm going to pay you and you're going to ask for money from other people too and i was like yes exactly oh yes you are correct i do need to pay <laughs> my rent and i do need to buy food. <laughs> um but relatable how, yeah how did you feel doing that and what advice would you give someone um who may be pricing what they do and and thinking about that what would you what would you tell someone who's kind of in that process um that is still a very tough thing to do for me. Uh, even though I know that my work has a certain value to it and people would not reach out to me if they didn't want my style and so on, you know? Um, one of my favorite eye-openers regarding that goes something like this. Um, bear with me. <laughs> um, you should not charge according to your own budget, but according to people's budgets that can easily afford to pay a little extra. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not that good at repeating quotes, <laughs> um, but, um, the gist. <laughs> but I believe, um, he may said it. I'm also going to tell you the name after that. Um, she definitely is a big help when it comes to navigating through the creative industry and she offers workshops and guides on her platform, creative champs, you can find her on Instagram. Um, you should definitely check it out because, uh, she def definitely also gave me a kick in the butt regarding pricing yeah um and it's just i struggle with the thought of accessibility um because i believe art should be accessible to everyone and if someone likes my work um, but they can't afford it then what am i doing you know but like i said earlier we do live in a capitalist society and system and honestly yeah depending on the situation of the person 
I am totally open to negotiating on a price that we're both comfortable with. But yeah. all in all, everyone should charge for the work. Everyone should charge. And so do you and so do I. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm happy we were clear on that now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I definitely, whenever I, I speak to someone who wants to commission, like I don't do art, but um, I, I write, obviously, and I curate. Yes. And so um, when Wonderfully. To, huh? <laughs> wonderfully so you do are you do an amazing work like job this is you're incredible but I'm thankful <laughs> you <Okay>, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> see this is what I live for <laughs> um but I uh I I whenever I someone does want to commission something then I do always say like okay this is these are my rates this is what I charge per word or per 100 words or per project but mm -hmm. always, always open to negotiation. I will exactly. I've done things in exchange for artworks in the past. Like it doesn't. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just about this. This. Um, oh my gosh! Only German is coming to my mind. No. Why is this so difficult? <laughs> I feel it. But like an acknowledging like the worth, you know, and it's it should be an yeah, exchange. It's like um, yeah. a uh, gegenüber. Oh no. A oh. Oof. Oh my gosh. Uh, maybe as an exchange. Uh, this exchange hmm, of respect. Let's put it that way. Like this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to one another. Like I respect your work. You respect my work. Exactly. Even if exactly. it's just like, oh, you know, I'll get you a coffee and I'll buy you dinner. Thank you so much for helping me. Or like just exactly oh, this, this stuff that's just respecting each other and, and absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. Let's. <laughs> so many <laughs> translation in my head this is the bilingual people exactly first we had so relatable now we have gay nuba we just don't know what language we're speaking i know i know i have that every day and i'm like oh, uh i guess i don't speak any language at all <laughs> when people are like but you have an american accent isn't isn't english your your native language and i'm like yes but it's but but german is like just <laughs> as much my native language like <laughs> exactly it's a struggle. <laughs> uh, Our brain. Um, so I recently listened to an artist talk uh, with an American artist. Her name's Shana McCoy. And I, if I recall correctly, it was either on a podcast or a clubhouse talk. I, I don't think I can link uh, what I was listening to. But she doesn't do any commission work. And from what I understood from the talk and what she was saying is it's because commissions, in her opinion, basically give a certain amount of control to the person commissioning and no longer to her as the artist. So I was wondering if you had an opinion on that and like how you feel when making commissioned work versus non-commissioned work. Yeah. Oh, okay. I totally get what she means. And I definitely agree to a certain level. Um, but I also think it depends on what kind of art you make, first of all. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, I can only speak for myself and I totally respect her opinion. Um, it's just for me, I love to collaborate with people and I truly enjoy hearing people's ideas and then visualizing those. And for me in the position that I'm in now, it also has a bit to do with the network you move in, you know, because I haven't reached people yet that would be able to purchase my personal work and um, that I put out there for a certain amount of money that allows me to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. So um, 
but yeah, I also guess it also depends on my own focus, <laughs> speaking of it. Because if I focus more on creating and putting out and promoting more personal works again, like I used to do in the beginning, then maybe that would change. But um, I definitely do agree with her when it comes to um, like the control that you basically give to the person commissioning because it it's not it's not solely your own work anymore because there's definitely it's like an a mix of both and um yeah no I definitely I definitely see her point yeah I mean you and I have the same because I commissioned the cover art from you and Mm -hmm. there's obviously there's this artistic input from you but obviously you also ask me okay what colors do you want and are you happy right. with this and what details and how do you envision it and right. at the same time I have to say you know I have never commissioned anything from anyone before and so mm-hmm. it's also like you sparking this like creative will inside me to think okay what do I want how how would yeah. it fit and like I want your input and look at this and how wonderful and it was just and there was so much where I was like I think there was even an email uh that you and I exchanged where I was like I didn't know that that was exactly what I wanted <laughs> until you showed me that that was exactly what I wanted. And yes, um, and I love that. This yeah. is exactly why I love working with people because it's I. That's the thing. Like when I hear ideas, or you know, in your case, it's a podcast. You know, and I knew, like I, when you told me about the idea, I saw your face. I saw your face. Like even if you would have told me, like, no, you only want like. Um, art related items I would have been like yeah. no honey <laughs> I saw your face and I'm gonna draw your face <laughs> first and that's basically what happened like, drawn my face and for me that was like a narcissistic dream come true I mean I had a friend like yes me once um during like work hour oh no maybe I shouldn't say like we were playing around at the desk because she liked to draw people and um mm-hmm. and she just sketched me so that was maybe the like actual first time but like you kind of really envisioning me and putting me on that this cover art and I was just like oh it was just it was it was really amazing just this whole process and yes it's it's, I enjoy it every time and even like working with you was so amazing because that's exactly that's like the exchange you know like yeah I I do create or like sketch something and then I listen to what you prefer and then from that I go to the next step and that's I enjoy it so much I really love that. Because it's not like actually that I'm controlling as the commissioner, like that I'm controlling what you're doing. It's more like I'm letting you know how I feel about myself and what I want. And then you exactly that and, imbo- and like visually present that and visually like work through that in your practice. So it's exactly. It's, yeah, it's not a power play, so to speak. It's a very yeah. collaborative, inspirational experience absolutely and it's like the fact that I usually my usual process is that I work out different variations or options and then I let the people choose so basically I still created the whole thing I just let the client choose what they prefer yeah so yeah definitely I mean Mm -hmm. I got like 10 different examples and I was like (laughs) this is my favorite so let's work with that but I like this and this and this from the other one so let's (laughs) talk about that (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh man Um, So the penultimate question uh, for today is about your location. So you are currently based in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. 
but you previously lived in Salzburg, as we've already mentioned, you're from Salzburg, right. um, but you also lived in Vienna for a little bit in Austria. So I wanted mm -hmm. to ask, what made you decide to move? Mm, I guess because I carried that mindset that I don't fit into the creative scene in Austria, but also because around the time I moved, um, yeah, I didn't really have a network yet. I didn't have anything. So it was like, ah, this is scary. So I guess I, I guess I was scared. That's like the biggest thing. And, um, and also due to my educational background um, and maybe even style, you know, as you know, we're from Salzburg. So there's um, yeah. a very certain um, scene, if you may say so. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, and also most of the opportunities that I got were rather internationally mm -hmm. and most of the time even overseas. So I didn't really feel a connection to the art um, scene in, in Austria. Yeah. Um, and I do have people um, in Austria supporting me and my art, like you, <laughs> but also <laughs> around the time I started, you were based in London. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, so, yeah, I think I just didn't put more effort into it. And over the past, I would say, two years, I connected with people in the Netherlands. Um, so I figured I might just try and see. And I'm very happy I did. Yeah, I completely understand that. And like when I, I mean, I'm still kind of like, I mean, right now I'm in Salzburg, but it's because of the pandemic and yeah. it's being around my mom and being like with family and, um, but I still have my, I have my job, my uni and my apartment in yeah. London and it's just like, oh. of course, oh my like, God, Ooh, it makes me nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, it's so like, I moved to London because of university, because I got into UCL right. and it, it was just this huge leap to go and move. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I was just thinking like, because I was talking to some friends and a lot of them have said like, I, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't move. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Like, it's so scary. And for me, it's like, maybe it's because I grew up moving. I don't know. Or maybe it's just mm. because I, I love a bigger city. I don't know. Yeah. But for me, like, living in London has been my life changer. It has been yes. what has made me help me realize that I'm who I am and what I want to do and mm -hmm. how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still obviously in that process because I'm not going to yeah, have I any idea that. what I'm actually doing. Same <laughs> here, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> but like moving is such it's such a great thing. Like I would really, yeah. if people have the means to do it and have the support mm -hmm. system or like, I mean, I don't know if you have a support. I like, I'm talking about like my mother and my dad who are very emotionally supportive to me as well. And being like, no, you know, you can do this and we have your back and I don't know. But if, if you have that and if you feel comfortable to move and even if you don't feel comfortable, like go out of your comfort zone and, and do it and try it. And yeah, grow, definitely. You know? definitely. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, I mean, I have to say, and also coming back to what I said earlier, that I'm this organized, chaotic, whatever, yeah. crazy artist person. <laughs> I did move. I did move here pretty impulsively. Did you? Um, yeah, because I think, yeah, I came to the Netherlands for vacation for the first time in like fall 
2019 because my friends were like hey we want to show you Amsterdam I was like okay whatever let's go yeah and then I I met friends of a friend of mine from New York um he was like hey our friends in Rotterdam you should link up with them I was like okay let's go and I love meeting people and um and I stayed in touch with them and two months later they were like hey we have a free room and they knew that I want to move um they were like hey you want to move in I was like yeah fuck it and I I literally had 40 euros in my accounts no and I came here yeah all right so that's where I'm like back with the means and whatever just try it Oh my but that's goodness. the thing. That's the thing. I had like 40 euros and I was like, okay, I need to pay rent. And I started promoting some work. I, out of nowhere, I got like this commission that gave me like a couple hundred euros, yeah. which I used to pay my rent and like the deposit. And I was like, okay, I'm good for like a month now. <laughs> Let's go. It was crazy, but that's like, that's the thing. And that's also, I'm definitely speaking from a, uh, privileged position as in I have a European passport you know all these things um yeah I don't have a financial support system behind me but still I had I have people around me that worst case scenario I could ask for money yeah um and like I said like whenever I consciously make a decision for myself based on what I need then opportunities come up and this sounds like some woo-woo whatever <laughs> stuff but you know it is it's true it is it is true it yeah. is true and it's it's such a even saying this out loud is like what yeah I still can't, I sometimes can't believe it and I'm like sometimes I wake up and like what am I doing here yeah. but yeah I guess that's what I had to do it's so important I think to talk about money as well and just be like really yes about it and like Absolutely. when I first moved to London, I I was so thankful. Like I fought tooth and nail to like find a job and I got a job at, at an auction mm. house. And um, so I started working there, I think in like November of 2017, but I was only like mm -hmm. baby, baby part-timer. Now, <laughs> like if they needed me full-time, like they'd be probably happy to have me, but I, you know, I have my master's uh, degree right now, but um right. and I also worked part-time at Costa which is like um yes Starbucks like, type of thing um exactly and I just remember like every Sunday getting up to go and work at Costa oh, like 12 no. hour shifts so that I could get like the money that I needed to like pay my rent and to like pay my food and, exactly. and now now I'm in a different position like I mm. I freelance I work at Sotheby's. Yes. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I work at Sotheby's <laughs> is the auction house that I work at. I work <laughs> um, <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I am just really, I'm happy that I'm in a different position now financially than I was mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, Definitely. And it's like people say, oh, money doesn't buy happiness, but it's like money buys me food. Oh food makes me happy I exactly me the freedom to to do things and I'm not talking about being like filthy rich I'm talking about the basics that we we need. absolutely <laughs> yeah agree um, agree yeah that's the thing like I remember because you we were talking about working at Kofi it's like I used to work at some retail stores I used to work yeah. at a hotel you know all these like jobs where usually people don't really um 
respect you in a way, but like you can't can have like disrespectful encounters with customers whatsoever. Whoa. Um, <laughs> ugh, count like Actual harassment. Too many. <laughs> ugh, oof, too many times. Yeah. So disrespectful. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I definitely. I definitely know how to live like low budget and like working my ass off. That's why I'm even more driven to to continue what I'm doing right now because I know what it's like to work like jobs that I don't really enjoy doing. So now that I created this, this network and have people um, supporting me is, yeah, I'm so grateful. That's why I need to keep going. You know, it's, it's not, it's not something that somebody hands just to you. You have to actively work on it. And that applies to every field, you know? 100%. So, yeah. A hundred percent. Um, all right. Well then I guess I will ask you my final question, which is yes. incredibly time specific and hopefully maybe won't be relevant in like 10 years I don't know oh my god no let's not say that um hopefully like not to I I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hope for anything anymore but the <laughs> is, how have you dealt with COVID and do you have any advice for any artists who may be listening to this yeah that that is a multi-layered matter because <laughs> yeah well the lockdown and therefore like travel restrictions forced yeah. us all to stay inside, yeah. um, which I personally necessarily don't have an issue with because I never get bored and I do enjoy being by myself a lot, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> um, I think what hit me the most besides like mental and financial aspects um, that everyone kind of went through in one way or another is that I couldn't go visit my friends all around the globe, <laughs> uh, which is a really nice thing to complain about, you know, um, but still. And because I usually travel quite a lot and every time I took a trip to whatever city, opportunities popped up or I got to meet new inspiring people. And um, so, yeah, again, the internet helped in my case also during, during yeah, the pandemic. And I also witnessed a lot of people starting their own business out of necessity because the governments didn't take enough measurements to provide for everyone. Yeah. And I must say, while on the one hand, I struggled a lot mentally and financially because I basically moved here um, right before the pandemic. You did. And therefore, yeah. And therefore I'm not eligible for financial aid. So I came here broke. I was broke for a lot of months. (laughs) Oh, um, and um, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need a second. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I made it. Whatever. I'm ready yeah. for everything. Yes. Like, nothing. Nothing can hold me back. I did this shit during this shit. Oh yep. my god, I can't believe it. Yeah. So um, another pat on my shoulder. <laughs> um. So yeah. And yeah, on the other hand, I also learned a lot about myself, and I had lots of time to reflect like I said earlier, and also improve my skills and work on my craft. So um, yeah, as I said earlier, creating is like therapy for me. And I'm so, so happy that I have so many outlets to process all this mind fog, you know? So I guess my advice to fellow aspiring artists would be, no matter what the circumstances are, um, keep creating and keep believing in your work which is easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
to close us off. It's your focus that matters the most. Uh, Lisa, thank you so, so, so much for coming uh, on my podcast, being my very, very first interviewee. And uh, thank you for creating my cover art. And uh, yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This is, I always enjoy our conversation so much. Um, every single time we don't see each other that often but when we do yeah. when we talk it's such an uplifting revealing and like liberating conversations that we have um, yeah. I'm so thankful and that is it for today on all about art if you enjoyed this episode please leave me a rating or a review as it helps more people discover the show also feel free to share with your friends or if you share on social media tag me and get in touch Thank you so much for listening.